Hello and welcome to Bucks Beyond. I'm your host, Ellie Morris. Today we're going to explore what the college process is really like at Country Day by hearing from some current students and from my alumni siblings. We will also hear what college has actually been like for my siblings and learn more about their past for the future. Hi, I'm in the studio with my brother Jake. He graduated from Country Day in 2018 and from Dartmouth College in 2022. We're going to talk about his experiences at both Country Day and Dartmouth and his plans for the future. Thank you so much for joining me, Jake. First question is, what clubs and extracurriculars were you a part of at Country Day? I was on the cross-country, track, swimming, and wrestling teams side of that. Um, I was involved in honor council and student government um, in the outdoor club and running works and Big Brothers Big Sisters. And did you continue any of those activities at Dartmouth, or did you try new ones? Um, I ended up playing rugby for Dartmouth, um, and I think partially due to COVID, I wasn't able to get involved in much else. And what made you decide to go to Dartmouth? Through the college process, I'd kind of fallen in love with the idea of the small college in the Northeast. Um, and it actually ended up, for me, being between Dartmouth and Duke. I had friends going to Dartmouth, and truly I just wanted to go somewhere new um, and leave. I figured I'd end up back in the South eventually. Um, and so I wanted to go somewhere else for a little while. It's cold up there. It's very cold and so you already kind of talked about how your experience at Dartmouth was impacted by COVID. Like, you couldn't really get involved in a ton of activities. Did that impact, like, your classes, too? Yeah, we were online from my – we do quarters. We do the quarter system. And so we started with online courses my sophomore spring. Um, and we stayed online at least partially all the way until my senior spring, um, which, you know, I feel like I lost a lot um, – uh, potential relationships, um, potentially get really in-depth with my peers, my professors, um, the material, um, and a lot of potential learning. I feel like I learn better when it's, you know, in front of me on a board or in a classroom rather than at home in my kitchen. Yeah, and so you ended up graduating from Dartmouth with a psychology degree, and what was your minor? I majored in psychology and I minored in global health. So what made you decide to go into medicine? Because I know you're an EMT now and planning to go back to school to be a doctor. Um, I spent my first two years at Dartmouth pursuing a major in economics. Um, and I made it about halfway through um, before, I think, through COVID, um, being at home, being disconnected. I didn't really feel passionate about the material. Um, and I had... Along the way, while filling out my econ major, I, I'd been pretty consistently taking psychology courses on the side, just out of interest. Um, and so when I dropped the economics major, um, looking at what I had and what the classes I'd enjoyed thus far, um, it just made sense for me to continue pursuing psychology. And so I made that switch. And then senior year, I, I had finished my psychology major, save one class. Um, so I had a lot of open space in my schedule. I kind of surveyed all of our offerings and global health. Um, at that point, um, I, had, I had drifted back 
to wanting to pursue a, a career that was more human centric. Um, I had thought about medicine. Obviously, I was raised around it, and I think during through COVID, I'd spent a lot of time um, here in Charlotte or at my my house up in New Hampshire with friends, um, and uh, I was kind of watching the you know the the greatest um, healthcare crisis in modern history, um, at least in recent history, unfold around me. Uh, and I wanted to get out there and be a part of it, which ended up, resulted in me um, essentially attending night school at Plymouth State um, to get my EMT certification um, and began work, you know, working as an EMT in Claremont, New Hampshire um, that summer, the summer before my senior year. And so at that point, I had loved my summer as an EMT. Uh, I was pretty sure I was back on the medicine track uh, and looking at what interested me and really what made sense uh, for where I thought I wanted to take um, my my life and my career. Uh, global health seemed pertinent and interesting. Um, and so I spent, yeah, my senior year pursuing it. So you EMT'd up at Dartmouth in the, or Claremont and then down here now in Charlotte too. Right. And so, are you going back to school for medicine now? You're doing a year of. I am. I'm doing a post baccalaureate pre medical program at Bryn Mawr College starting this summer, um, which is just a program for people who decided pretty late that they wanted to pursue medicine um, or who had decided to spend their undergraduate years pursuing other things. Um, so, it'll be kind of a crash course in all my all the pre-meds I never, pre-med classes I never took, um, June to June, in and out, and then med hopefully school, under med school from there. And then doctor, a lot of school yeah. ahead. Potentially a fellowship in there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today to discuss your Country Day and Dartmouth experiences, and good luck at Bryn Mawr. Thank you, Ellie. You're listening to Bucks Beyond, a production of the podcast journalism plasma kick at Charlotte Country Day. I'm your host, Ellie Morris. Stay tuned to hear from Jonathan Wogue, one of the college counselors, my sister, Sarah Morris, and some current CCS students. Hey, I'm here with Oye. He's a senior. Do you feel prepared for college? I think so. Is there anything you wish you knew before starting the college application process? Um, maybe just look at other people's applications, like, online, see, like, what kind of things they put into their essays, and maybe start, like, in the middle of the summer. I'm here with Tinley, another senior. Do you feel prepared for college? Yes, academically, but not socially. And is there anything you wish you knew before starting the college application process? Um, use your college counselor. Ellie and I have visited Mr. Wogue's office a few too many times, but it's always been helpful. I'm here with Margaret, a sophomore at Country Day. So does the idea of college and college applications stress you out? Having too many options definitely stresses me out. Yeah, like you don't know how to narrow it down just yet? Mm-hmm. I'm here with Abigail, another sophomore. Does the idea of college and college applications stress you out? Um, I haven't thought about it too much, but yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Thank you.
I'm here with Rogue, my college counselor, and also my siblings' college counselor. So what were my siblings actually like during the college process? Well, thinking back to Jake's process, um, he definitely had a different group of schools that he had identified and was wanting to apply to. Initially, when the first school or first decision he received came back, I think he had a little bit of a, a panic moment and sent out a number of applications for the regular decision round. But really, in the end, as I was telling him was going to happen, he had a lot of great success and a lot of great options to pick from, which I think then also really muddied the waters and made his choice at the very end more difficult of where he saw best saw himself. And what about Sarah? Sarah. Oh, Sarah was around and around. Um, at one point in time, I know that soccer was in the conversation and she was thinking about wanting to play or pursue soccer in college, but at the Division three level. And then soccer was out of the picture and then soccer was back in the picture. Uh, she, again, had a variety of schools, both small liberal arts and large public. And the soccer piece was always kind of in the back of her mind and that was also causing her a lot of angst of which direction to go in to go with but at the end of the day she chose UNC Chapel Hill. Thank you. Welcome back to Bucks Beyond. Today I'm joined by my sister Sarah, who graduated from Country Day in 2021. She's now a sophomore at UNC with a double major in public policy and psychology and a minor in social and economic justice. We're going to talk about her experiences at both Country Day and UNC and how she balances both two jobs as a sophomore in college. So to start out, Sarah, I want to ask you what clubs and extracurriculars you were part of at Country Day. At Country Day, I played soccer, ran cross country, and ran indoor track. I was a part of the Running Works Club, and I was in Big Brothers Big Sisters. Did you continue any of those activities at UNC? I did continue with Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I've been matched with my little the past two years at UNC. What does Big Brothers um, Big Sisters look like at UNC versus Country Day? So at Country Day, it was a school-based program, which meant we would go to their school during our lunch and spend about 30 minutes with our little during their, we'd either pull them from class or their lunch, and we'd do that once a week. While at UNC, I'm in a community-based program, so I'm not connected to her school, but I pick her up once a week, and we spend about an hour together um, either getting ice cream, going to the park, going to the library, helping her with homework, just spending time together. And so I try to make that happen once a week, and it's not through the school, but set up so I work directly with her and her mom. And you're also part of Special Olympics up there, aren't you? Yes. I recently took a job as the assistant program director of Special Olympics Orange County. And... Did you, at Country Day, you did Special Olympics too for one year, or was it canceled because of COVID? Um, at Country Day, we have our yearly track meet, and every year that it was able to be possible for us to help out, I was a part of that, but 
here at Chapel Hill, I'm hands-on with Special Olympics, so I'm doing about three to four sports um, a season. So right now we have softball and kickball, track, and I'm not a part of swimming, but we have an hour practice for each of those twice a week for track. So that's hand that's hands-on mm-hmm. with our athletes for an hour at each practice. Um, personally, my favorite is track. So that's my volunteering with them. There I'm run as a volunteer coach. So I usually work with kids ages 12 or below with the youth and, and track. We're all together as one group. But for my job, I work with the program director in her office a um, couple days a week, just organizing and setting up events, setting up teams, setting up rosters, getting meets scheduled. Um, it's been something I started this past semester, and it's been a really awesome opportunity for me to get even greater involved with the Special Olympics community and learn more through this job with a hands-on being directly underneath the program director and actually feeling like this is a important job. You're like feeling like you have an impact on the community? Yeah, I think I found Special Olympics um, fall of my freshman year, and I was just looking for things to do, ways to get involved in the community, and I met so many amazing people and amazing families that I wanted to keep getting more involved in during this last year. When a position for her assistant opened up, I was encouraged by fellow coaches to talk to her about the role and Luckily, it worked out, and it's been one of my favorite things that I've been able to do at Chapel Hill while balancing working at the gym and my class schedule. Yeah, so how often do you work at the gym? So I just cut down from three shifts a week. They're only about three-hour shifts, so not a huge shift, but I worked there three Times a week, I did just have to recently cut one of my positions or one of my shifts for a Special Olympics track practice, which no regrets. I love track. So I'm now working there twice a week, and I'm in the office with Special Olympics twice a week as well. Yeah, is it hard balancing, like, your class schedule, Special Olympics working? Like, I know, like, as since you're my sister, I know you're, like, a really motivated person, but do you ever find yourself, like, kind of exhausted, or do you just love it? Um... Both, I can be exhausting, but I think I love what I do so much, especially being a part of the Special Olympics community that I want to make it work. So, like, my Mondays and Wednesdays look like three hours of office work for Special Olympics class and then straight into work at the gym. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I load up on classes. So, whereas on Mondays, Wednesdays, I take one, I take four on Tuesday, Thursday, so learning to find a balance, which it can be exhausting, but the work I do, I find so rewarding that it makes the exhaustion worth it. So knowing what you're majoring in, like public policy, psychology, and your minor, like, is this something you want to continue in the future, Special Olympics? Oh, isn't that a good question? (laughs) Um, As a sophomore, I definitely want to keep this position for the next two years. I think this has been a really meaningful and a opportunity for me to grow in a professional sense and introduce me to a whole new community. I 
So, yes, I would like to keep this position for two more years at least, knowing that this is what I want to do while I'm in college. Out of college, I still think that is something I'm trying to figure out. I think what I've learned from my time at UNC is that I really like to be involved in different kind of communities, hands-on, um, feeling like I'm helping people, making an impact, and whether that's with my little and the Big Brothers Big Sister program or with my athletes and Special Olympics program, I think I found that I'm very passionate about helping people and helping people in these different communities. And with these degrees or majors or school, I think it's just finding, I don't have the perfect answer, but I think it's just finding what my niche is and where I feel like I want to go forward from here if that's looking at more school or continuing with Special Olympics past college or something completely different. But I do know that I really like what I do now, and I think that's important. Mm -hmm. So switching gears a little bit, um, obviously UNC is kind of close to home. Uh, and you had a really broad range of colleges when you were searching. Why did you narrow down on I know you love being at UNC, but why did you narrow down on it? Yeah, I think I was super hesitant to go to Chapel Hill. It felt like the easy path. It felt like a cop-out. It felt like close to home. But I think um, it's been nothing like that. I think I was super hesitant because it just felt like that's the norm and that's what everyone goes but and I looked at these other super super great schools further away and I thought no, I don't want to be anywhere close to home whereas I've actually found that this has been a super nice distance I'm so lucky that I get to be able to drive home whenever I want um it's easy to coordinate it's not expensive it's not a plane right away um I think I had was psyching myself out about finding a community at Chapel Hill that didn't involve Charlotte kids or kids from Country Day, feeling like I grew up with them. But I think being able to be involved in so many different things at Chapel Hill and classes has really helped me find new people, experience new opportunities and new places. So I think it's one of my best decisions even if I was very hesitant at first and I wanted to find a way for it not to work and I was between a very different school in Chapel Hill a small um, school up north that's a very great school and I think I went back and forth for a little while but at the end of the day like honestly the weather's better here I love to be outdoors I would hate being in a cold winter half the year and I think at UNC had everything I wanted if I when I just had to put my ego aside and realize that just because that is a funneling from Charlotte that doesn't make it less of a better school or less of a great place to be yeah I, I think like just since I'm your sister obviously like I just watching you and everything like I know you're worried about, like, oh, it's going to be country day people, everyone I know. And some of your best friends now are from Charlotte, and you had never met them until you got there, right? Yeah, I also, I did have this perception that everyone, that I was going to know everyone from Charlotte. And I actually live with five girls who are, if not from within Charlotte, in the Weddington, Marvin area. And none of them I knew before. 
So I think I had a skewed perception of UNC is going to be all Charlotte and I'm going to know everyone and I'm not going to be able to find my people. And I actually, I've told my out-of-state friends this, is I love that I get to come home during breaks and I have all my people with me. Like, I, I get to see some of my best friends when I'm home and I think I didn't realize how appreciative I'd be of that. Whereas some, if I went far away and I came home and I wouldn't have any of these great friendships at home, I think that's actually been a blessing that I, blessing in disguise for me that I made all these new friends that are also from Charlotte. And now when I get to go home, I still get to see my friends, which I never think I would have appreciated if I wasn't at this in-state school and that we had so many people from Charlotte. So did you feel prepared, kind of switching gears a little, did you feel prepared um, at UNC, like coming from Country Day? Yeah, I do think one of the greatest, best things that Country Day offered me was my level of preparation heading, going to college. I picked hard courses here that with some really great teachers that challenged me and made me learn these really good study habits and note-taking habits to thrive in their classrooms that I think when I got to UNC had me so prepared to take on these classrooms where I didn't know everyone and I didn't know these teachers, but I could still I could still take these really great notes and I could study really well. And actually, I think that's my friends are always like, you never do homework. And I always say, my high school just prepared me so well because these hour, two-hour assignments, I'm just, you got to knock it out because that's what I learned here. And instead of putting things off and waiting to the last minute, I think I'm very proactive, which I think comes from this kind of environment that does um, teach a really great learning style. And it has prepared me for these college courses that I actually think I um, feel overly prepared for rather than some of my friends who struggle and study and study and I just think my studying habits my note-taking habits is huge I mean I think Miss Tillett and Apush said you're only going to take notes on paper and I am one of the only kids that take notes on paper and I find that that has helped me so well in so many courses where you need to know all your notes and I have them right there in front of me I think I pull out that paper and pencil and I'm one of the few in those lecture halls of 100 plus without a computer in front of me. And I think that's really, that's been a huge thing for my learning. And I think the study habits I learned here because I was challenged here did and have helped me become a very good student at Chapel Hill. How many notebooks do you go through a year? All your notebooks. We're about six or seven weeks into this new semester, and I'm going to have to get a new um, notebook. It's a one of the big five. Uh, the five-section one? Yeah, I thought, I, new one? I thought I could make it, but some of these classes have a couple more notes than I thought, so we will be going to Target. But uh, even, if it, target even if it hurts the trees, I can't say I, I regret taking notes on paper, which is something that I learned here, actually, and even if I never didn't want to, that's what I was going to do. And it's been one of my best learning strategies, I think, yeah. even if it hurts the trees. <laughs> you can recycle the notebooks after the paper in them. So 
Thanks for joining me to discuss your country day and UNC experiences, and we wish you the best of luck in your last two years. Thanks. Thanks for joining me in exploring the real college process at Country Day. This podcast is a production of Charlotte Country Day School's podcast and journalism class with Kick. I hope you've learned a lot about the college experience and feel more prepared for the future. Check out the College Counseling Office on campus to learn more.